right, and joining us now is another old pal who has been long overdue for making a reappearance on the program. Uh, welcome back to Radio Parallax, Mr. Gary Chu. Hey, Doug. Hi. How are you? Golly, it's been so long since uh, I've been on the show, and I, I heard you a couple of nights ago or last week. Uh, I had almost forgotten you had a program, <laughs> but that's silly of me. I know you have a program. And of course, Gary keeps churning out his fine work. Uh, we should we should plug in the local Humor Times. You talk to other people too. Now a little bit of Peter B. Collins now and then, if uh, it fits into Peter B.'s uh, uh, agenda and format. Uh, not all, everything that I r- review, and also I do uh, uh, reviews on a uh, another station locally that gets into Sacramento. You can go ahead and name it. KVMR? Yeah, no. We're, we're every, I think I think most uh, most local listeners are also fans of KVMR. They do some great work up there. Yeah, and I and I, I like I say I was dri- I told you in an email I think yesterday that uh, I was uh, driving down the street and I hit ninety point three. Isn't that the right frequency for radio parallax? Uh, and everybody else on this on this marvelous yeah. Uh, station. <laughs> yeah. So I was digging that and. Uh, Glad to hear that you made back from made it back from Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, we got to tell some more stories later in the show, or that maybe our next week about some of the adventures we got into. Some some of my my friend and I. Uh, but um, but but I wanted to talk to you about uh, movie reviewer that you are about what people ought to see for this year, 2010, as we as we reach the end of the year. What 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 movies did you really uh, like this past year? Okay, now I'll I'll tell you the ones that. I, I recommend or suggest, but there are some that I did not see, and there are some movies that, and this is very, very selfish of me, there are some movies I don't go see, which probably should be seen by a critic who is working uh, full-time and all the time. Uh, and uh, So the ones that I'll talk to you about are ones that I have seen, and there will be some that probably will be left out, and other people will say, well, my God, he didn't even mention that one. See, let's start from number 10. Uh, I'm, actually, it's titled The 10 Best Movies I've Seen This Year So Far. Okay. Uh, I got to town at 10 with Ben Affleck and uh, Jeremy, uh, what's his name, that was in The Hurt Locker. Okay. The guy who's from Modesto. That's, that's a pretty good Boston movie. Okay. Uh, and then also uh, the uh, documentary Restrepo about Af- the Afghanistan war. I, know, I had never heard of this one. R-E-S-T-R-E-P-O. Okay. Number eight, another documentary called Waiting for Superman, which has to do with uh, public education. Okay. We're waiting for Superman on that one. Okay. Number seven, Hereafter with Matt Damon. Pretty good, uh, nice romantic movie. Uh, I liked it. Okay. And the other documentary, which is at number six, The Tillman Story, which is a lunch eater. Yeah. Did you see that? I did not, but I, I I know Pat Tillman's family. It's quite a story, and there's a lot about his brother, and his 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 marvelous, uh, strong mother is in the film a lot. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, number five, really a good movie. I think I recommended this to you on an email just uh, yesterday or the day before. The Ghost Rider. Okay. The uh, Roman Polanski movie. I wrote a review on it last February. Number four, one that ran at the Tower in Sacramento forever and did really well, was The Kids Are All Right. Okay. That's the uh, lesbian film with uh, Julianne Moore and uh, Warren Beatty's wife, and Annette Benning. Yeah. Good, good movie. Mark Ruffalo is in it, too. Okay. Number three, I would put as a remake of the Swedish movie of last year. The Swedish movie was titled uh, 
Let the Right One In, and the American re- remake of it, and a very good, too, movie, both of them are good, is called Let Me In. Okay. It's a vampire, uh, it's a very kind of downbeat vampire movie. It's much different than the vampire movies we're watching today that sell all the tickets. Number two, I got The Social Network. Mr. Mark, the billionaire dude who's about, what, 18, 19? Zuckerman, yeah, I think he's just out of grade school, yeah. And when you see him, you just get intimidated, you know? <laughs> okay, my number one movie for me, now it might not be for you, or for other, but it's Black Swan, which is currently running, which just opened about two weeks ago, the Aronofsky film with uh, Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis. Kunis. Okay. And it's a, it's a ballet movie, very high art, but uh, got a lot of street smarts in it, too. Okay. Well, so it's it's a good movie. Did you I, I, the movie I've been keen to see, which is like now no longer at uh, our local theaters, the in, Inside Job. Did you see that one? The one about the, the the whole inside story of Wall Street and the whole housing crisis and how we've all been screwed by you know. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good. There, you know, the documentaries they don't do well too much. They don't do too well at the box office. But there are some really been some good documentaries that come out over the past four or five years. And it's always been my feeling that. The reason we're getting these documentaries uh, more and more uh, is because that television just is kind of putted. Right. You know, it used to be that television would uh, do stuff, uh, television news networks and such would do things that are pretty powerful things, uh, like many years ago when the big networks did them. They don't do much anymore. PBS uh, only occasionally does things that are pretty good, so I think there's a, more of a market for it and, a, and even a, a need for uh, uh, some of these shows, like uh, films like Waiting for Superman, The Tillman Story, sure. Strepo, and, sure. and uh, Inside Job. Now we're going to have to bring you back, I, I, speaking of television and the movies, when the Oscar ceremony comes in February, my understanding is they're going to give Eli Wallach a special uh, Oscar. We had a delightful interview with him on the show some years back, and you, you ought to come on and talk about that. He's, he's quite, quite a guy. Well, you know, what's interesting is is that uh, Eli Wallach is in The Ghost Rider. Oh. Uh, he plays a, a cameo in it. It's it's not an important part, but, you know, when you're watching the movie, you, you know who he is. Right, right, right. watching him in movies for... He's the same age as my mother, and my mother, like Eli Wallach, is still alive <laughs> at 95. They were both born in 1915. What? And Eli is also... And been in another movie recently. Than in he's in Wall Street, the, Wall, the Oliver Stone Wall Street movie. He's he's in that one too. Movie. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. I think, in fact, in my uh, Ghost Writer review, uh, which is at TulsaTVMemories.com, I have a little paragraph about Eli and how great it is that a 95-year-old dude can be doing <laughs> movies. And I say, right on, Eli, keep it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hear it for geriatric actors. <laughs> We're big fans of the News and Review. I was reading a, a, a fine letter that someone had written, uh, uh, I guess, on this week's edition, and I thought, that's a good letter. Who wrote that? Looked at, oh, Gary Chu. You, you had a comment there about uh, uh, Joe Barr being compared to Olbermann, Keith Olbermann, and, and uh, Bill O'Reilly, and, and you pointed out that it's not really fair to put uh, Olbermann in the same category as O'Reilly. You know, actually, that's not quite what I said. Actually, the, the, I didn't write that letter. That was I had the ghostwriter do that. <laughs> I kid thee. No, I, I wrote that. I sent it as an email, and I didn't think it, they took up on it. And then uh, about a week and a half after I wrote it, I happened to open the paper up, and I fell over reading my own letter under letter of the week. I felt good because mm. Sacramento News and Review has some pretty good letters of the week. 
my position on it was I think it was the Cosmo Garvin wrote an article of all oh, 100 hottest people in town or something like that. Or Yeah. What was that? Yeah, we mean when you talk about that. Well, anyway, he, <laughs> he was saying that he's, to make a balance to, in, to go into that, that the saga of the uh, uh, opinionated talk show hosts, he compared O'Reilly and Oberman sort of in the same bag. And I said, well, yeah, Oberman is... Uh, gets a little overboard left-wise, but I don't think he gets nearly as overboard as O'Reilly does right-wise. However, that MSNBC uh, was, was trying to get some extra numbers, I think, by appealing more to liberal progressive viewers, and they could find some because uh, everybody else was ignoring them, uh, but that if they would look and check their facts very carefully, uh, uh, between Fox News and MSNBC, you'll find that the stories that MSNBC carries, or they show their opinions with, have more basis of fact than the ones on Fox. That was basically what my letter was about. And I think the headline in the letter was something about Fox was were, was bad first, or something like that. Well, we're with you on that one. And then, then I said, well, where, where, how come we haven't been complaining about Fox News long before MSNBC started doing what they're doing? No one was doing that. Right. At least I don't remember that. Right. And so that that was basically my letter, although sometimes I do believe Keith gets a little carried away, but uh, some of the things he says are, I think, hitting the nail on the head. I think he's uncanny. I think he's a great commentator and, and sort of stands out among, you know, the, the sea of uh, mediocrity for, for the good work he does. Yeah. What I like about Keith Oberman is, is that he's one hell of a good sports guy. He knows sports backwards and forwards. Yeah, that's how he started. Sports I know it. guy. Yeah. I know it. And he's a great commentator and he's a great writer. And he also reminds me of one of my old broadcast heroes, Steve Allen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, could, I'm okay with uh, Keith Oberman. I could see that. Now, it reminds me, we need, we need to get Joe Barr back on the show. Joe, of course, was your colleague over at Cakes. Jake Zee is now the news director over there. Mm -hmm. Nice write-up for him in the News and Review as, mm -hmm. as one of Sacramento's 100 most interesting people. I didn't work with, with Joe when I was there. I just would drink coffee with him and pop into his office and say hi once in a while. He was, of course, he's the news director. Mm -hmm. And I worked for the classical people over there, KXPR, which is the call letter that is not so much used anymore these days. I, I didn't work for Joe, but I always enjoyed chatting with Joe, and yeah. I liked Joe, and I thought he did a good job on the air, and I guess he's still on the air from time to time. You know, it just occurs to me, there's quite a harmonic convergence in all this. Joe is now, uh, among his other responsibilities, uh, the producer for, for Insight, and yeah. uh, the first time I substituted for Jeffrey over there for Insight, uh, we can look back now six years, you were my first guest. We talked classic musical for an hour. Well, maybe we did. Yeah. No, you were my anyway, first I always enjoyed working around Joe, and... Yeah. He's a nice guy, and uh, I think he probably is a that puts him in a, as a good listing in the Sacramento News and Review. And we should mention I I did also make that list. I don't know what to make of that, but I want to thank the good That's people. That's right, you did. I, I wanna... do remember that. And I looked and I said, Doug, Doug is on the list too. Wow. That's great. <laughs> well, it's I don't know what to say about those goofy lists, but I guess uh, I guess you know I guess it's it's a good thing to be on. I want to thank the good people, the News and Review, for the fact that they are giving people like Kim Alexander. Uh, you know, she's been on this show too. The, the fine work she does, and a lot of the locals that kind of you know it's kind of an attaboy for some people, and I think that's a sure, good thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 great. Uh, it gives a little boost to to folks, you know, and they're out in the doing the daily stuff that they do and. Uh, uh, I think it's a good idea that uh, the Sacramento News and Review does it. I was very pleased that they printed my little letter 
about a week later, yeah. even though I was critical slightly of something in the piece. Uh, well, that's what I appreciate about him. You were being a little bit critical, but they went ahead and gave it the letter of the sure. week, you know? Yeah, but I wasn't that terribly critical. I was just trying to uh, toot MSNB's horn just a tad over Fox News because uh, I think there are more bases for fact in what they do on MSNBC than on the channel that we're also talking about. Well, I, we, again, we could not, could not agree with you more. Gary, you've got to come <laughs> back sometime in the new year here and talk about some of their stuff going on. I would love to, if, if you can think of anything that I supposedly have any knowledge about. Well, well let's, let's talk Eli Wallach. Let's talk Eli Wallach in February. Okay, Eli Wallach, yeah, right. That, uh, the, yeah, the, he, he was good in the Wall Street movie, and he was, and, and see the Ghost Rider. It, okay. It kind of slipped by. It played at the tower here in town, but it's one you need to go see, Doug. I really think you'll enjoy it. I'll do that. Gary Chu, always a pleasure. Come back soon. Thank you. All right, at the top of the show, we said we'd have some old friends and some new friends, and uh, in that latter category would be the new public affairs director at uh, at KDVS. George, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good evening. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I'm glad to have you. You're on every Tuesday with with your program. Tell us about the program and a little bit about yourself. So my program is called Sounds of Africa, and I'm on on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 p.m., and um, my program actually talks about um, current affairs in Africa. Like today, I was um, speaking with a with a gentleman who was talking about uh, the current referendum in uh, Sudan, um, which uh, they're going to be voting on uh, on January 9th. And they're talking and about splitting Sudan into two states, I guess, a south and a north. Correct. Yeah. South and north, correct. So, and, and two weeks ago, I had somebody talk about the crisis in the Ivory Coast. So I, you know, find experts around the nation and call them up, and we have a conversation about um, what's happening around um, Africa. And sometimes it's about health, about education, and and uh, so it's been a, a great um, experience for me just uh, getting to talk to people about what's happening. Sometimes it's about development work that different organizations are doing um, in Africa. And George, which country are you from? So um, I'm from Sierra Leone, and um, I'm actually um, a public educator. Here I'm in Yolo County, and I, but I'm also a graduate student uh, working on a PhD in education. So, um, so I'm um, working at KDVS is just uh, something I enjoy doing um, on Tuesday evenings. And well, I'm just thinking that Sierra Leone, you you are quite near some of the hot spots of what's going on in Africa with with things happening in Liberia and and, and such. Yes, I was in Sierra Leone uh, during the war, and I left uh, during the civil war. Um, so I was there for most of the Liberian crisis, and I left uh, maybe toward the end of the Sierra Leone uh, civil war. And um, so, yes, and then I moved into Guinea-Conakry, which was also not quite stable at the time. Right. And um, walked a little bit in uh, uh, Republic of Gambia, which right. is next to Senegal. Right, right. And before I came here to the U.S. So I'm still really heavily invested in um, um, what happened in that region, especially when it relates to peace and uh, conflict resolution and development and uh, education, uh, whichever way I could contribute, I always like to do that. Well, George, in addition to your other titles, we're going to have to make you the Radio Parallax go-to guy for African affairs, because obviously you're deeply embedded with all of that. <laughs> I will do my best uh, <laughs> to try to get uh, information to uh, our listeners, uh, to... Um, our audience around this area, I do my best, and uh, it's been working so far. It's been a, a, a great run so far, and I look forward to um, 
you know, this quarter and see what we can bring uh, to our listeners. All right. Well, well George Salua, you're the new public affairs director. We look forward to working with you, and I'm sure it's going to be a great year, and, and we'll, we'll have you back on sometime soon. Thank you very much for having me on Radio Parallax, and I look forward to our great shows. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Windows, the bomb and the baby carriers was wired to the radio. These are the days.